The Real Money Show, hosted by Guildhall Wealth Management. This is a show about the incredible potential of owning physical gold, silver, and natural fancy-colored diamonds, what they could do to help your portfolio in these turbulent markets. Got a welcome to our Calgary listeners as well. The show will be on throughout the summer months, and you can go to CHQR website to look for scheduled shows and real uh, real past shows and go to moneyshow.com as well. So welcome to the show. Guys, the update is always. Darren, uh, kick it off. What do we get into? Well, this show we're going to spend some time dealing with oil, uh, India and demand for gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about Steve Forbes. He's writing a book. He's just released a book. It's a bestseller in New York. And in it, he is talking and touting that the U.S. should return to a gold standard, which is big news considering he's uh, certainly an influential person. And we're going to talk about our old friend Palladium. But this week was a good week for metals. Mm-hmm. We are taping on Thursday. And the week uh, that was certainly saw the prices of gold and silver traverse slightly higher to the point that we're now taping the show uh, with gold in the 1270 to 1280 range, up almost 2% on the week, and silver in the 1950 to 1960 range, also up over 2% on the week. Both metals finished up this week, and most analyst expectations are that we are about to enter a very bullish period through July and going forward. All right, you mentioned oil right off the top. What is happening with oil and inflation, Darren? Well, part of the big news this week, and as a subset, it is one of the underlying fundamentals of gold and silver pricing is geopolitical instability. And that uh, is an issue, especially where oil is concerned, and it's cropping up in Iraq. Of course, I don't know if many people heard this week, but the big news was that in Iraq, there is over a half a million Iraqis now fleeing the major cities. Hmm. And this is as a result of uh, al-Qaeda, taking control of the largest city in Iraq, which is uh, the city of Mosul. Uh, And of course, this is a big issue because everybody knows we're fresh off of the whole issue uh, with Al-Qaeda, of course, in Afghanistan and all of the issues that uh, followed up from that. And of course, the U.S. is no longer supporting Iraq uh, militarily. And this comes as a huge surprise. Now, the region holds the biggest oil refinery in Iraq. This is Mosul in, in the surrounding region. And it produces out about 310,000 barrels of oil per day. And with this news, of course, WTI oil or West Texas Intermediate Oil shot up a little higher on the week at 104.50 as we're taping the show. It's 106 right now. It's up to 106 today, so it's getting uber speculative on the day. Brent oil, which is a sweeter oil, uh, is up to over 110 per barrel. Now, this is a very, very uh, convenient pricing change because most people recognize the warmer weather is coming and the driving season for vacation is coming. And it would not surprise me to see oil and the speculators that uh, are on Wall Street push this price higher. This does translate directly into major support for gold and silver as they do share a correlation. Typically, higher oil prices push the inflation agenda. Inflation sets off major movements in countries, central banks, and of course, individual investors flocking towards gold and silver as a way to protect themselves against inflation. I know that uh, Jeff Rubin, uh, the economist, was always saying oil is definitely going to move higher. Um, He got asked one time, what he thought about the lower gas prices, and he said, enjoy them because they're not going to last long. Just keep filling up your tank. What else do you want me to say? Yeah. It's, and in that way, it's very similar to the gold situation where, you know, what do you say to people who are able to buy gold south of $1,300 an ounce U.S. and silver south of $20 uh, U- U.S. per ounce? 
hey, just keep stacking. What, what else can you say? You're buying something completely undervalued at this point. In fact, an article came out this week, and we can tweet you if you uh, tweet that article or you can ask us about it. They were saying that uh, this year so far, the cost per ounce to, to mine silver is in the $19 range, actually a little bit, uh, just slightly lower than where we're trading right now. I mean, this is what you want to be looking for, value. And if you can't mine silver for for significantly less than what you're buying it for today, you've just found something that has a lot of value in it. The other big thing that's happening, um, which I think is going to be huge, is Russia, and specifically Gazprom, is moving away from the the U.S. dollar. They're going to now accept... Um, except uh, everything in euros. That's huge. That means even every day we're seeing another nail in the coffin of the U.S. dollar. They're already clearly bankrupt. I could go on all day. I'm about to. Obama's <laughs> raised the, the debt in this country, in, in, not this country, in the United States massively in the amount of time that he's been in office. They have gone from um, weakness to weakness, and other countries are starting to really turn it on, say, that's it, we're moving away, you don't have the strength to, to keep us. And it does make me wonder, I have to say, you know, the U.S.'s foreign policy in lieu of their losing respect around the world for their dollar, and it seems that their foreign policy is getting more and more out of control, and that this is another geopolitical issue that you have to keep a handle on. So not only do you have the U.S. dollar falling, but you have a geopolitical fallout from the U.S. dollar losing value all the time. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver to get a hold of Guildhall and start buying and start learning. RealMoneyShow.com as well. You mentioned off the top, uh, Darren, about getting back to the gold standard. What's that, 40 years ago? They're thinking about reintroducing it or somebody wants to? Well, Steve Forbes, again, he wrote a, he wrote a book called uh, Money, How the Destruction of the Dollar Threatens the Global Economy and What <laughs> We Can Do About It. It was released in May of this year. It's already been made uh, a bestseller in New York. And Jeremy was just touching on the point that was brought to light in this book. Uh, the chairman and founder of one of the world's top financial magazines is, and he's a former presidential candidate, Steve Forbes. He issued a warning basically this week as he's going around doing his book tour that the Federal Reserve in the U.S. and other central banks have had really ultra-loose U.S. dollar policies, and it could trigger a huge economic meltdown, one that would rival, in his opinion, the financial crisis and horrors of the 1930s. Now, a lot of people will say and point towards this most recent economic downturn and say, hey, there's a lot of similarities between here and the Great Recession in the 1930s. But Forbes' warnings come at a time of importance. Recent um, monetary and geopolitical developments, like Jeremy was just mentioning, that revolve around currency uh, are pointing towards things like the increasing use of the renminbi, which is the official currency of the People's Republic of China, in the international payment system. And it's a, they're using it as a trade currency and as a reserve currency. In 2000, and in, this is just 14 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, the U.S. dollar made up 71% of all reserves held by governments around the world. Today, as of June of 2014, it accounts for just 62%. And this number is expected to fall this year heavily and in the coming years. And because of situations like Germany, that Jeremy was just mentioning, um, we are getting other situations develop in central banks around the world that are moving away from the U.S. dollar. This is pro-gold. 
100%. This is what we talk about when we're seeing geopolitical instability being one of the underlying fundamentals of higher gold and silver prices. Perfect example of this, uh, Azerbaijan's uh, sovereign wealth fund. This is in the country, Azer- Azerbaijan's. Yeah. Yep. Their sovereign wealth fund is planning to invest $1.8 billion in renminbi this year in what could be uh, one of the largest investments in the Chinese currency to be made public and a further indication of its rapid move towards uh, reserve currency status. Now, Forbes is warning about it in his book, and he's talking and touting that one way to control this fallout or potential fallout is to create and go back to a gold standard. This would mean that every dollar printed would be backed by some form of physical gold. And that used to be the case. And the last country to do it, believe it or not, was not the U.S. It was, in fact... um, Sweden, and they ended their, Switzerland, pardon me, and they ended that gold standard at around 2000, I believe. And that was a modified gold standard. And of course, a lot of experts are saying, hey, how can we do that? There's just not enough gold to support the amount of money that's being printed. Well, not the U.S., right? That's right. Uh-huh. But I mean, these are these are issues that are cropping up. And he believes that gold standards would keep interest rates low. It would keep everybody's uh, printing in check. It would keep cheaper capital for countries and uh, businesses to grow and borrow from. But the problem is, what would the price of gold have to rally to in order to be feasible to create that? He estimates $10,000 an ounce right Come now. Come on. That's exactly what he says. Well, I, I, for me, I don't, I don't necessarily think that, that the world needs or would want a full gold standard. But I think what, what is definitely needed right now, uh, if I can get on my soapbox for a minute here, is some faith in the currencies and some trust in the currencies. That's probably why people are using Bitcoin as an example, because the, you know, for all the volatility, at least it's amongst, other, it's amongst themselves, right? So it's not being issued or being issued ad nauseum by a by a country that's what having a portion of a gold standard does is it says look we have gold backing our currency if something goes wrong we can pay off our debts with gold there's a reason why winston churchill took all the gold from england and shipped it to nova scotia during world war ii because god forbid hitler ends up in in england the sovereignty of the nation is is still is still in 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 england's hands now Central banks around the globe are now starting to say, we either need to get it, and they've been doing that since 2009, we either need to get gold in our in our coffers, or now you've got another country coming to the table like Austria saying, we want it audited. The US are holding it, the New York Fed, we want to know, we want to see our bar numbers. So... Uh-huh. This is, again, it's about faith. It's about restoring faith. And what's happening with the corruption in, in Washington is ridiculous, and people are going to revolt against it. They want some sort of faith in the currency, faith in the economy. There's a reason why gold is so strong in demand right now. Last week we had Gerald Salenti on our show. Yep. Interesting 30 minutes uh, that we had. Uh, he was talking about gold, how he likes gold. And he's talking about gold for his golden age, for his retirement. And, you know, one of the topics that he did discuss was how would you feel, you know, about the currency in Ukraine, the currency in Cyprus? Would you rather have a few gold coins in your pocket than the paper money? Gold is a hard asset. Right now, gold, silver, extremely undervalued. We've been talking up palladium. 
We fell, you know, we were talking Palladium when it was $780 a couple of months ago. We're trading around about $860 on Palladium. We told you that there was a strike in South Africa. We told you the other main manufacturer was Russia. And because of the basically embargo that the U.S. are putting on uh, Russia, um, you're going to see the price of palladium move up and platinum move up. All the hard assets like gold, silver, platinum, palladium will all start to take off. If you look at today's oil price, we've just I'm just looking at the screen, $106.20 US a barrel. That's going to hit your pocketbooks at the gas pumps. Trust me. It was $100 a few weeks ago. That's a 6% increase. 6% is going to reflect into your pocketbook what you're going to pay at the pumps. That is called inflation. If oil goes up, plastic goes up, food, containers, everything that's manufactured will go up. When that goes up, wages go up. Everybody wants more money, and that's what inflation does. It creates people wanting more. We'll take a short break. The number to call and start investing is one eight seven seven eight silver the realmoneyshow.com. Make sure when you're there, sign up for the Precious Metals Advisor. And next week, I want to warn you already, we're going to have a very cool guest on named David Morgan. So make sure you stick around for that. Taking a break right here, more of The Real Money Show coming up. Back with more of The Real Money Show. The number to start investing is one eight seven seven eight silver and the realmoneyshow.com. It's exactly where I want to go, Darren. How do I start? How do I get into gold and silver right off the top after this phone call that I'm about to make? Well, listen, you connected with us, and the rest is very simple. We offer storage, and that's because we deal in physical gold, silver, platinum, and palladium, of course, colored diamonds as well. To open up an account, we have the option of giving you delivery of the product either to a storage facility, a vault that's local, storage. You could take the product and buy it and take it home with you. Not the smartest thing in the world for nope. many reasons, but that's an option also. Either way, it's as little as uh, a day's worth of time, uh, some paperwork, and of course, our accounts in gold start at 10 ounces or larger. Accounts in silver start at 100 ounces or uh, larger. And of course, that vaulting facility, it's a world-class facility. It gives you liquidity to be able to buy and sell. Uh, you will be holding your product outside of the banking system, which is important because you're not a slave to the banking hours, mm -hmm. uh, which means increased liquidity. You'll be able to visit your product. You can audit the product. If you would like to, you could have title to the product. And of course, you can have the serial numbers of the bars if you're storing a thousand ounces or more of silver. And of course, that's something that we've offered since day one at this uh, facility. And uh, this is a very, very smart investment to make because it gives you added uh, protection in your portfolio. And whether it's gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, which we're going to talk about with Guildhall, we've been doing it since 2002, and uh, we're experts in this arena. What if I want to finance some silver? Can I do that? You can. Metals financing is another option we have at Guildhall, and it's certainly an option which you can use if you'd like to. The idea behind metals financing is very simple, mm -hmm. and that is to say that if I wanted to buy a 1,000 ounces of silver today, it would cost me roughly round about 22,000, 23,000 uh, Canadian dollars. Uh, and if I wanted to use metals financing, I could own and control that same metal I would show that I have the 22000 to spend by talking with, uh, with our firm and giving us every inkling that you do want to invest in that. But the option to lay down as little as 20% is what makes metals financing so special. So in that same example, I'd get 1,000 ounces of silver. I could 
decide to buy and sell it the same way I would if I was owning it outright. But in this case, I'm holding back up to 80% of the money I would have invested. What you do with that money is you hold it and put it aside for a rainy day. It's cash flow, right? Absolutely. You can use it in the short term, perhaps to uh, pad other investments or keep it for a rainy day. If you'd like to cost average your purchase and you bought silver, let's say in the 19 or $20 range and the price goes up a couple dollars and you think it's still a great offer, then may perhaps you want to do a little bit of cost averaging. But in the meantime, you have the liquidity and the ability to pay down the uh, credit balance due at any point you like. It's free to come and go. And buying and selling also happens this way by telephone call. So some other freedoms there that you wouldn't otherwise get. And it's a great way to invest if you're interested. Paul, yeah, you mentioned, I'll give the phone number first. one 8778 silver on the realmoneyshow.com. You guys mentioned palladium. Yeah, palladium is, is used in catalytic converters. Um, in actual fact, uh, the price has come off a little bit. But we're trading in the 830 range uh, for palladium. Uh, it's a metal that has to be used for catalytic converters. And if you look at the auto sales in the U.S., auto sales are up. Auto sales are up in China. Auto sales are up in India. So it's going to continually be used. But there's two countries that basically manufacture, South Africa, and they have a lot of problems right now with strikes and mining. And Russia is the other country, and they're stockpiling. They're not too happy to let this product go to the U.S., or to any other country, by the way, that's kind of, you know, giving them problems over Ukraine. So I, I think it's a, it's a great, you know, item to get in. I mean, you know, we, we've been telling people to get into Palladium when it was low as $280 and a couple of months ago as low, low as 739 I still think it's a great, great investment. But you have to recognize a Guildhall wealth. We only sell physical product. We're not in the... We don't sell equities. We don't sell certificates. We don't sell ETFs. We don't sell futures or options on futures. You're buying the physical product. Whether you take it home for immediate delivery or whether you have immediate delivery and put it into our safe, secure storage facility, which is insured by Lloyds of London, or if you want to finance your metal. Let's, let's give you an example. Darren was talking about you know silver. Silver's mm-hmm. trading today around about you know $20 U.S. Uh, an ounce. For you to buy a thousand ounces of silver, you'd probably lay out around about twenty-one thousand dollars with commission and any fees that occur. For you to double your money, silver would have to go to forty-two dollars. Makes sense. By using financing, metals financing, you can put up as probably around about seventy-five hundred dollars. This will cover you for commission, a one-time commission that will allow you to trade in and out for as many times as you want to. Silver moves up seventy-five hundred dollars. So it goes from twenty dollars to twenty-seven fifty. You've actually doubled your money. Let's be conservative. Let's say it moves up three dollars and seventy-five cents. You've made a fifty percent return. Mm-hmm. If it moves up a dollar eighty-seven, you've made twenty-five percent return. What return are you getting at the moment from your stock portfolio, from your RSPs, from your bank, or any other investments that you're making? We've seen silver and gold taking quite a beating over the last three years. In May 2011, silver was as high as $49. Gold was $1,930. If you're listening this, to this show and you're you know, a frequent listener and you think gold and silver is going to move up, this is the time for you to get into the market. You work hard for your money. If you're looking for retirement, you're looking to put your kids through university, Get into a hard asset. You're going to see inflation come. The number one eight seven seven eight silver on the realmoneyshow.com. Darren? 
Well, yes, Paul was pointing out palladium, and I mean, that's an awesome metal right now. It's pulled back slightly on the week, and of course, it's giving opportunity to buy certainly some uh, options there. But uh, I would love to tell you a little more also about the upcoming guests we have. For those that follow Silver, you'll know the name David Morgan. He's the author of the Morgan Report. He's a precious metals aficionado. He's got degrees in finance and economics as well as engineering, and he created the silverinvestor.com website and uh, the Morgan Report, which is trusted month after month by hundreds of thousands of people worldwide, is uh, what has become synonymous with the name. He's been on CNBC. He's been on BNN. He's been all over the, the world talking at conferences, and we're going to have him for a brief period of time in next week's show. Of course, this show will be airing in Calgary as well, and we're excited to bring him to the to uh, uh, speak about uh, the silver market in particular and the general trend within economics in the U.S., so if very exciting. Again, if you have any questions and you would like to email in to us to ask David Morgan, uh, please go ahead and do so by going to therealmoneyshow.com, and at the same time, you can sign up for our Precious Metal Advisor, which is a wonderful piece of information that will tell you about precious metals as well as hard assets like natural fancy color diamonds. And before we were talking about uh, palladium, and I didn't want to leave this short change, this particular topic, because mm-hmm. it's of great interest to me right now. And uh, palladium, which is at a 14, which hit, which hit a 14-year high this week. It hasn't been that high since 2001. And uh, this has been steady growth. And I mean, as Paul stated earlier, we started gaining interest in this at 180 an ounce. I think actually that would be correct. It was 186 an ounce. We started making... Uh, uh, some serious inquiries about getting into this for our clients. Of course, now we reset that and uh, we left that particular market for a while. And of course, we're now reengaged at $740 an ounce. We said, hey, palladium looks good. It's now up 16% from there, trading at around 830 today. And it was as high as 860 this week. Uh, certainly a smaller market than uh, what you would find in uh, gold um, and silver. But uh, this is a market which is predicated on the same set of fundamentals as gold and silver. And the real situation that's developing behind the scenes here is super bullish for palladium right now. And of course, that situation pertains to the world's second largest producer of palladium, which is South Africa. They're having mining strikes just absolutely zap their capacity for mining palladium right now and it's dropped off the total supply of palladium by some 30%. Estimates are by end of year it could be as high as 60% down year over year which means we are going to see a significant increase in pricing towards the $1,000 mark. Now if it approaches 1,000 ounces at $1,000 per ounce that's getting real close to gold price Mm -hmm. uh, which is not shocking but certainly telling us that supply and demand is alive and well and the largest usage of palladium uh, revolves around catalytic converters. They're used everywhere in the world. And of course, as the world modernizes and countries like China and India grow their car population, which is booming like crazy, um, catalytic converters, of course, are going to be used far more frequently. So this is an opportunity as an investor to see this ahead of time. And if South Africa decides to choke off supplies even further, this could spur an enormous rally. So definitely something to have and be paying attention to. Well, I, I think as well, just looking at platinum and palladium, what you're seeing is that whatever the reasons are, platinum and palladium are coming out of their, their interim bear market. 
We're in a secular bull market for precious metals. It's been a tough couple of years in the markets as they try to employ every technique possible to make the economy look great in the United States. Um, it's only a matter of time before everyone has conceded to the fact that that is not the case. Uh, push the push the stock market up as much as you may. But at the end of the day, what I'm seeing is that both platinum and palladium are starting to lead the way here. They're starting to show much stronger prices, especially, I know we're talking about palladium, but platinum is getting uh, getting close to price levels we saw back in 2010 when it was trading around $2,000 an ounce. So uh, again, I, I see them as, as starting to lead the charge here. We did see a nice jump up in silver uh, towards the end of this week, this past week. And this is based on, again, geo, geopolitical unrest, oil prices starting to, to climb forward. And we're still seeing a, a very strong demand in physical, and the supplies are always struggling to keep up with that demand. So, Darren, tell us how to, uh, to just open an account at Guildhall. Well, first, the number, uh, you call it out all during the show, John, is 18778SILVER. It's an easy number to remember. It rings off the tip of my tongue every was, time I say what it. What was that number again? 18778SILVER. Ah, Thanks, Chair. Okay. Appreciate that. Perfect. But uh, you got to call that number. Of course, you can go to therealmoneyshow.com. It's a great website. It's an easy portal to get to all of our other uh, uh, pieces of our uh, company. But again, it starts with connecting with our firm. To open an account, it couldn't be easier. It's a little bit of paperwork. You have the option to take home physical gold and silver. And in many cases, if you're looking to take it home with you, uh, product that you're looking to store at home, small purchases, you can do it the same day. So it's not complicated whatsoever. We can give you a price quote over the phone. And of course, uh, be paying attention because one thing that we offer that's free of charge is the Precious Metals Advisor. It's an awesome e-newsletter which comes out on a regular basis. Uh, we put a lot of time and effort into this particular report. And for one year, you can have it free of charge. Usually we charge 250 a year, but it's free of charge for 12 months. And of course, if you're going to open up an account, think about adding a depository account. This is the ability for you to store physical gold, silver, Palladium, as we were just talking about, and platinum, as Jeremy just mentioned, in an account in a vaulted storage facility, local, that can be audited with title and bar numbers. It's the safest and securest way in the world that I know to store product, and you as a client have access to that through Guildhall. You know, one of the things that we offer is bar numbers and title to the product. I don't think there's anybody else out there that's offering, you know, when you buy gold and silver and platinum and palladium, you want to know that you have it. You want the bar numbers. It's important that you get the bar numbers so that, you know, when nobody can touch your product, if you want to sell, you know, you buy 10 100 ounce bars and you want to sell three bars, you have to give us the bar numbers that you want to sell. If you ever want to go and visit your product, you can come to the depository. You have to give us some information, so driver's license, two pieces of ID. We will be happy to take you there, bring out your product with your numbers and show you that product. Nobody else is offering that. In fact, just after we finished taping today, I'm going heading over to the depository to um, audit uh, some bullion with a, a very good client of mine. And again, this is a this is a situation where a lot of people will say, "I'm just going to buy it, take it home, either put it in the basement or put it in a safety deposit box." What you're receiving in that sense is you have access to your bullion, you know where it is, you're handling your own storage. What you're not getting is your insurance for that. Again, we have full insurance coverage, and. We're still giving you that, that complete access that you're looking for, but you're getting the liquidity aspect. That means that when it comes time to sell, 
if you're on vacation, if you're at work, if you're at the, your, your kid's recital, you're going to be able to pick up the phone and, and sell your bullion, contact someone at Guildhall. So this is, this is a, definitely a good way to, to invest if you're looking at owning more than three 400 ounces of silver. And just getting back to the Precious Metal Advisor before we get to, uh, go to the break, it's a really good way to learn about the market. If you're new to the market, it, you, know, you have to get involved with the news. You're not going to get this on mainstream news channels. They're just going to tell you to keep getting into the stock market. You've got to find out what's going on. In order to do that, get the Precious Metal Advisor. Read it week to week and learn what's going on. It'll make you that much more confident. Maybe you have to convince someone else. Maybe you're not investing on on your own. Maybe you're investing with someone. This is a great way to get them involved. Great way to say, hey, honey, look, look at this this article that I just read. you got to read this. In the third segment, we're going to do color diamonds. But in the fourth segment, I will give you some headlines you'll never get anywhere else from a gentleman named Rick Ackerman. Love following him. These are in the Precious Metals Advisor, and they're the headlines you'll never hear about Wall Street. So it's worth paying attention. We'll do it in the fourth segment. And we'll take a short break. The number to start investing, as Jeremy said, one eight seven seven eight silver and therealmoneyshow.com. And back into the part of the show we love here on The Real Money Show, talking about diamonds. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver and therealmoneyshow.com. Natural, fancy, color diamonds, Paul, is what we focus on. Loving it. Yeah, John. Uh, last week we spoke about, you know, I was in Vegas uh, with Jeremy and Nicole, uh, to the JCK show, which is one of the biggest jewelry shows of you know our business. Now, natural fancy colored diamonds. There's only a few amount of few people that actually sell natural fancy colored diamonds. Um, we belong to the NCDIA, which is the National Colored Diamond Association of America. There's about 40 dealers that belong to this That's organization it. worldwide. Wow. worldwide. And, um, you know, we're proud to be a member. And uh, if anybody has any questions and they want to learn more about Guildhall Diamonds, give NCDIA a call. Find out what type of company we are. We're a Canadian company. We're a family business. Um, you know, our mission is to sell the highest quality natural fancy color diamonds that we can actually get. You know, Nicole, my daughter, she is a GIA um, diamond grading graduate from GIA. So she's on board with our company. And every diamond that we buy has to meet a certain criteria. The first criteria, of course, is color. The color has to be beautiful color, strong color, evenly saturated. The next thing that we look for is clarity. The clarity, which means is is, for example, in, in the yellow diamonds that we sell, mostly we sell flawless, internally flawless, which means there's no inclusions. Mm -hmm. When you get into diamonds like pink diamonds and blue-green diamonds and blue diamonds, they very rarely come internally flawless. They come with slight inclusions because this is the natural part of a natural fancy-colored diamond. Again, we sell argyle pinks. We sell a quarter of a carat or more in argyle pinks, and we sell VS quality. VS quality is one of the hardest qualities to find. And the reason we sell VS, because that is an investment grade. There are companies out there selling argyle pinks. Today, I got offered an argyle pink. It was a fancy pink. But the color of the pink, in my opinion, was a light fancy, not a fancy, and it's not something that I would sell to my clients. We have to sell the highest quality. Every diamond that we sell, we expect to get back. Now, you go and buy a diamond. Listeners out there, if you've bought a diamond from somebody, a colored diamond, and you've tried to send it back to them, the answer normally is we sell diamonds, we don't buy diamonds. Well, let me tell you something and let me assure you. 
when we sell a diamond, we know somewhere down the road, we hope you're going to hold it for five years or 10 years because that's how you're really going to make a lot of money. But if that diamond comes back to us, I'm happy to get it back because I've picked a most beautiful, stunning diamond that's got everything, the color, the cut, the clarity, and the carrot weight that you need to make a strong investment that's going to produce profit for you. So it's really important that you deal with a company that has a philosophy that will be happy to take the diamond back. You know, one of the biggest diamond collectors is a, a guy called Graf, mm -hmm. Graf Jewelers. He's bought some of the most unbelievable diamonds, 50 carat, 20 carat, pinks and yellows. He's bought and sold the same diamond sometimes two and three times because you hate to let the diamond go. It's like your children. But, you know, you've got to pay the rent and you've got to pay expenses. So, you you know, we sell our diamonds. But sometimes I'm happy to get that diamond back that I've sold to a client because it's for my own collection. Well, and it's always a it's always a pleasure to, to resell something that you and you fell in love with. You know, it makes it easy to sell the diamonds when you can appreciate them so much. And it, it's a, we constantly at Guildhall are trying to help our new clients and older clients continue to appreciate what it is that they've purchased because they might have just gotten in because they liked the idea, they saw that there was money being made, but it's that continuing appreciation which is, is something that makes it that we're happy to see those diamonds again. Well, it's again. the same as, you know, a good real estate agent works a certain area. Mm -hmm. He knows the homes, he's sold the homes. In some cases, he's sold the same home over three, four times. They know the value. You know, the type of diamonds that we sell, the natural fancy color diamonds at Guildhall, every diamond comes with a GIA, which is a Gemology Institute of America. That's the certification of the stone. We give you an independent appraisal. Uh, we give you a money-back guarantee within 10 days of making the purchase. We make it as simple as possible. The type of diamonds that we sell tend to double every four to five years. Now, when I say every diamond, some diamonds double in two years, some in three years. The bigger the diamond you buy, whether it's a fancy and intense or vivid, a two carat or more is going to bring you more profit than a one carat because they're harder to find. one eight seven seven eight silver and the real money show com for more information. What's popular right now, Jeremy? Well, we uh, we constantly see what we call an entry-level diamond as, as very popular. So a uh, fancy yellow, internally flawless, people getting into the market for the first time. Those are always very popular diamonds. Uh, as well, we always have a really tough time keeping in stock uh, pink diamonds trading that would sell between 20 Three to $30,000. Those are really difficult to keep around. That's a sweet spot. Um, they get snapped up very yeah. quick because they're, well, they're affordable pinks. They're good right. quality, affordable pink diamonds. So um, the type of quality, uh, for example, we sold one earlier this week, a 0.37 orangey pink diamond. It was a fancy VVS one, which is very good clarity. Um, we'll see diamonds like that maybe 15 of those a year um, at this rate uh, in terms of what we see. Um, so they're, they don't stay around long. Once clients get into the market, though, and they start to learn, you know, they buy that entry-level fancy, for example, 
they get a feel for the market, they get that appreciation we were just talking about, and then they look to either collect Mm -hmm. or move up. And that's why what you'll notice, especially on our site currently, is we also have a really tough time keeping the intense yellows in stock in and around just over a carat. Those seem to be the the, the most difficult to, to procure right now. And that's because a lot of people have moved up from the fancies into that intense. So it's great to see people moving up. It's great to see the collections. We just actually have an article uh, video that we're going to send out next week. So definitely get on to the Precious Metal Advisor, otherwise you're not going to get this video um, with a gentleman from Christie's talking about the diamonds and talking about how much colored diamonds have moved up in the last five years and how much, uh, where all the investment is coming from. So you'll definitely want to sign up in order to get that video. one eight seven seven eight silver and the real money show.com online, Paul. Yeah, it's really important to understand that these auction houses like Sotheby's and Christie's they're, you know, they're selling diamonds and pieces, uh, you know, when it's called pieces, jewelry, uh, for unbelievable prices. They're fetching 25 million, 30 million, 50 million. Well, not everybody's got that type of pocket change. Mm. So, you know, we start off with a one current fancy intense, internally flaw, fancy yellow, rather internally flaws for around about twelve, thirteen thousand $13,000. You know, if you want to go into an intense, you're looking at around you know, 20000 a vivid thirty-five, forty thousand $40,000. The product that we sell, the diamonds that we sell are of the highest quality, highest clarity. You wouldn't go and want to buy a car, a brand new car with a scratch and dent. Mm. You know, nobody wants that. But certain diamonds out there have extra facets, you know, different types of inclusions, you know, not the right table, which is the top of the diamond, not the right depth. It doesn't give you the fire and the color and the sparkle that comes off the diamond if the diamond is not cut right. So it's important that you understand when you're buying a diamond, you should actually call us for our 10-step guide in how to buy a natural fancy colored diamond. Go online and request our 10-step buying guide for natural fancy colored diamonds. It's going to give you a lot of information will help you buy. Whether you buy from us or you buy from somebody else, it's important that you understand what you're buying and how these markets are going to increase in value for you. You can start with a phone call at one eight seven seven eight silver and therealmoneyshow.com for more details, Darren. I wanted to just uh, quickly, I know Paul's going to give some different specific diamonds here, but one of the things I love is understanding the key term and the key fundamental with colored diamond, which is rarity. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at the finished product and they see the diamond and it's glorious. They fall in love with it, the fire, the scintillation, everything about the diamond they love. But very few people get to really understand the inside of how that diamond was created. Not only did it come from the earth like gold or silver, but in many cases, a cutter, an artisan, by hand took that stone and in many cases for more than a month at a time had to actually cut, physically cut with other diamonds, put them on a cutting wheel and look and see the various aspects of the diamond for a month at a time in order to come up and refine uh, what is an unpolished piece of uh, material from the earth. And when you realize what's involved in doing that, you have an incredible understanding and appreciation for that. It's like a piece of fine art. Mm -hmm. And we are talking about something that's very rare that few people in this entire world will ever even be able to see or touch. So to own something like this at a fairly affordable price, starting, you know, with our colored diamonds around $12,000, $13,000. This is something that you can't get back. It's not something that's going to reproduce itself or they're not going to be 10, 20, 50, 100 of them coming down the road. This is one-off. 
And when you own that diamond, you're the only person in the world who owns that diamond. Can't be reproduced. There's no other third-party implications. It's a unique piece. And for that reason, colored diamonds will continue to appreciate in price. one eight seven seven eight silver the real money show.com. Paul, tell us about uh, some of the diamonds you got there. Well, I one of the colors that I love there's two colors I love. One is blue and the other is green. Extremely rare. Now, natural fancy color diamonds, the rarest color is red. We have purple. We have orange, uh, blues, greens, pinks, yellows. You know, there's other colors, champagne, cognac, whatever food category you want to come up with. Those are not investment diamonds, uh, nor are black diamonds. Those are pieces of carbon. Um, so you need to go for yellow, pink, blue, green, and we have a selection of what we call blue-green. And the modifying color is the strong color. For example, a blue-green is like 80% blue, 20% green. And they come off like an aqua color, you know, like ocean. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible. And we have a couple of diamonds which are blue-green, VS quality. We have a 0.44 on our website and a 0.61. Now, one of the stones is a fancy. It sells, it's actually appraised at 60000 It's on for $42,000. This is the type of stone that's going to double in value every three to four years. Extremely hard to find. And again, we deal with dealers and polish, polishers and cutters that specialize in this type of diamond. We also have a fancy blue-green. It's a VS2. It's a 0.61. It's actually appraised at $115,000. They're very hard to appraise because most appraisers have never seen a blue-green. Never mind seeing a blue, never mind seeing a green, but a blue-green they've never seen. This stone is actually on for $69,000. Most of the people that buy these stones are already collectors. They've purchased yellow, they've purchased pink, they may have purchased you know, an orange. Now they're getting into blues. Blues are very, very expensive on their own. A one-carat blue Vivid we sold for $660,000 not long ago. That was a 107 Vivid IF, $660,000. That was last year. Today that stone would probably be close to a million dollars selling price wholesale. So a blue-green is the next step up. It's a great investment, and in my opinion, this is the type of stone that's going to make you a lot of money. We'll take a short break. one eight seven seven eight silver therealmoneyshowcom Sign up for the Precious Metal Advisor while you're there. Uh, we'll wrap it all up, Darren, and take it home with the uh, next segment. So hang on, more of The Real Money Show coming up. And back we go to the Real Money Show. Our final segment here, one eight seven seven eight silver the real money show dot com is what the uh, the number and the website you want to get a hold of to start investing. Uh, take us home, Darren. What do you got? Well, you know we're a fan of talking about headlines and the stories behind them. Here's another one. Uh, J.P. Morgan finally came out and admitted that the GDP in the U.S. in quarter one needed to be revised. The initial report stated that GDP was negative 1.1%. It has now been revised to negative 1.6%. Revisions very rarely make the headlines. And I promised you in the fourth segment we would talk about some of the famous headlines that never made it to the public. And this is a report that was written a couple of weeks ago by a colleague of mine named Rick Ackerman. He's a good analyst in the industry. And he said, what if the world were being honest? What would they be saying about Wall Street and about the big box stores and about what's happening in the economy? And here are some of the headlines that he said have never gone to public, but that come directly from their financial reports. This is accurate data. The first one, Walmart profit plunges by $220 million as U.S. store traffic declines by 1.4%. 
Those figures are derived from public domain, never, ever been in the topics. Of course, what you end up hearing in the headlines is that Walmart used the weather as an excuse for the reason why there is less traffic in their stores. And of course, as a result, they had some downside projections and revisions to their quarterly profits. Of course, that's played out by saying, don't worry, because the next three quarters we anticipate that the public will come back as a buyer and not only will they meet expectations, they'll exceed them. So the headline is exceeded expectations and of course people spin with it. It runs across all of the US and before you know it, Walmart's darling again and the stock actually went up. Should have increased traffic in the wintertime. It's warm inside of Walmart. Get you out of the cold. Can I comment on that? Yes. Economics is about making decisions. And this is a, to me, is a, is a perfect example of a failed uh, monetary policy that let's print money, lower interest rates, force savers to spend their money, and maybe that will kickstart the economy because if everyone in this room went ahead and spent their money instead of saved it, um, everyone would rush out to Walmart, buy a whole bunch of stuff, uh, China would get paid for all the stuff that they just manufactured, and it would be back to, to, to easy days, sunny days. But what this shows is that if you are not making enough money to, meet, to make ends meet, you stop going to Walmart and you stop buying stuff and you make that pair of jeans last an extra year or so. And so people will naturally move towards per- self-preservation rather than, well, I'm not getting any money from um, in, in the savings account, so I'll just go out and spend it. How about I just do that? It doesn't work that way. The, that shows that. It does show that. And the exact point that is important for me to note is that when you think about it, I'd like to believe that we all have this mechanism of self-preservation in us. The truth is we don't, especially in the U.S. Uh, Joe Public is going to be broke. He's on food stamps. But I guarantee if I go over to Joe's house... He's got a big screen. He's got a big screen, Right. We all know there are certain things we're not going to compromise on, and we're willing to go into debt not to make that compromise. And this mentality hasn't changed. What's happening in the U.S. right now is very, very easy for me to see, but everybody else doesn't see it. If you look at where the debt is moving, and we are absolutely following the money on a daily basis, you see that debt is migrating away from the public who cannot afford the debt anymore, and they have to cut back and take down their spending, and it's migrating over to the students. The fastest growing segment of debt in the U.S. is student debt, and it's not up once, it's not up twice, it's not up three times, it's up five times what it was just over a decade ago. It's not that we're letting more kids in the schools in the U.S. That's certainly not happening. Population in the universities, the major universities, has had an insignificant change. It's not like they've chartered more universities and colleges to open. That's been the same. It's the fact that they are using the system to get something they believe will be of value. Speaking from somebody who has a university degree, has two of them, There is not much value unless you know exactly what you are doing in life and you have your eyes set on that end goal. So what what else is on that list? And on this list, on that heels of that, you're seeing the headlines and here's the truth behind them. And here's another perfect example. American Eagle profits tumble 86% in first quarter. Will close 150 stores. That is a headline that never went public. Yet in the background, that was written up. That has now become the truth. 
You know which one I find shocking on this list? Uh, McDonald's earnings fall by $66 million because historically, when people are low on cash, they go for quick, cheap yeah. calories, right? Yeah. Take the kids to McDonald's, happy meals all around. It's, it's cheap, right? Cheap calories, not happening. This is why no we, one's got money. This is why we own gold and silver. It is an insurance policy you hope you never have to cash, but owning 10, 15, 20% of your net worth in gold, silver, a fancy colored diamond, or all three is a very smart thing to do, in my opinion. And and we're seeing more and more people uh, get into this this market. Uh, this past week has been incredible for, for sales of, of physical bullion. People are looking to protect themselves. Um, same thing with diamonds. Uh, it's really starting to take off. We're having a tough time keeping a lot of diamonds in stock because uh, people are seeing the, the gains to be had. And especially on the, on the bullion side, people are really starting to take advantage of the lower prices here. It's great to see. Uh, again, we have a physical depository where you can store it physically allocate it, uh, segregate it. You can um, get uh, your serial numbers for the bar and personally go audit your bullion whenever you want. So we definitely encourage you to look at that option. Come to the website. You can go to realmoneyshow.com or guildhallwealth.com. You can sign up to get the brochure. Or if you want to keep learning about the market, you can always sign up for the Precious Metal Advisor as well. You also mentioned India and demand. At the top of the show we mm-hmm. did, John, I won't let the people down. We were talking about India. One of the reasons this week gold and silver prices did shoot up, one of the causes uh, was the fact that uh, on Wednesday there was speculation that Indian demand was picking up. And as a result, Prime Minister Narendra Modi's uh, new government had signaled a loosening of gold import rules. And Wednesday morning, India's trade secretary said that India needs to rationalize import duties on gold bullion. This is culturally ingrained in that country and another example of a country that will not live without gold. It's part of who they are. It's part of their identity. And it's just as normal as putting a shirt on your back in the morning to have gold on your wrist. So again, Another reason why we saw gold and silver prices stay buoyant this week. One eight seven seven eight silver the number in the Real Money Show dot com online. And the last thing I want to say is a shout out to Scuba Steve, who's a new investor with our firm and uh, from the Bad Intention Slow Pitch team. So thanks, Scuba Steve. I got your name on the air for you. So we'll wrap it up for another week here on The Real Money Show. Got to thank all of our listeners as well at CHQR. Go to their website for scheduled dates of the show and uh, realmoneyshow.com to check out old shows as well. We'll take it out here. Join us again next week right here on The Real Money Show.